Good morning, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Jay's Recipe for Success. I'm your host, Lori Salarulo, and I'm the proud CEO of Junior Achievement of South Florida. You know, I just, I love doing the show uh, because I get to meet some so, people I know, people I don't know, people I'm getting to know. Um, and hearing about the ingredients to their success and their journeys, right? We all have our own journey. Uh, and it's always so interesting to figure out, you know, how did we navigate that? And so I love hearing that. I love that our students get to hear from all these amazing leaders. Um, and today's leader is somebody that I've, I've been getting to know over the last couple of years um, and better over the last few months and just really, really enjoy her company. She is smart. She is feisty. She is uh, strategic, right? I, I could go on and on uh, about this amazing woman. And she's absolutely, um, you're, when you hear about her accomplishments and what's coming for her, it's uh, pretty impressive. So today's guest uh, joining me is uh, Monica Sapiro, who is our Deputy County Administrator here in Broward County, um, with nearly 30 years of state and local government management experience. Monica um, is a, a major part of the team here in, in South Florida and in Broward County, and I am just thrilled to have her here today to tell us about her story. Good morning. Good morning, Lori. How are you? I am great, thank you. Um, and just for the audience, we were just catching up. Monica just got back from an amazing trip out west in Utah. I am so jealous, hiking and uh, all of that, and um, a little bit of Vegas in there too, but um, sounds like a great trip and a great way to get away from right everything that's going on. Absolutely, uh, thank you, Lori. And first I wanna thank you for, for uh, asking me to join you. This is a, a great program. I a little bit of homework I got to do is watch a few of your um, past recipes for success. And, and I was amazed with some folks and friends of, of mine from the community. And, and it's been, I actually got to learn from them as well. So <clears throat> it's an amazing uh, program and I'm, I'm, I'm honored to be a part of it today. So thank you. Oh, you're so welcome. So, you know, I mentioned um, from your bio, the 30 years of uh, state and government management, you know, I never, as, as I was growing up and going through school, right, I, I just wasn't exposed to it. So I would have never thought that it was something I could go into. What was your first exposure? Like, tell us a little bit about how did you end up going down this pathway? Well, Lori, um, you know, it's interesting. So I was, uh, I went to Florida State at the age of 17 and moved out of my uh, my, my parents' house and, and I, I never looked back. And Quite frankly, you know, my parents have always instilled uh, a sense of uh, public servants, service um, and, and doing for others. So I kind of was raised that way. Um, when I went to Florida State, I, I got involved in, in Greek life and um, I was exposed to, you know, giving back and, and doing for others. And um, so as my time at FSU progressed, um, I, I was introduced to student government um, where someone gave me the bright idea to run for student senate and representing um, the business um, school at Florida State. And so I said, sure, why not? I won the election. Um, and then I thought, hey, this is pretty cool. I get to um, do things and help others and do uh, make student life better here on campus um, in that small little way. So that was my first my first exposure to public life, like public service, um, and being able to have an impact and doing things for others. So then, started working in a in a 
a law school as a runner, uh, a, a law firm as a runner. Um, I got the idea to maybe uh, do a, a dual master's program in the future. Um, and the next thing you know, um, the boss, my boss at the time, the uh, the uh, partner, the managing partner, had his master's degree in public administration. And he said, I think you'd do really great in public you know, administration. So I started looking into it. I en ended up enrolling uh, at FSU in, in their public policy program. I loved it. I specialized in local government administration, and here I am. Um, <laughs> there's a couple other steps along the way, um, but you know, I just really had a passion, and and I felt that local government was the place where you can really make the most impact and see uh, the fruits of your labor, so to speak, um, firsthand and quickly, and you have the most reach to. Um, to the people in your in your backyard in your community. Yeah, did you have to run for that first office, the one with the student government? Yeah, yeah, it was a campus wide. You know, FSU is a large school, as you know, um, uh, and, and so yeah, it was is a school wide election. That's my only election. Do not ever count on me running ever again for any other. <laughs> I was going to ask. Yeah. No, 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 no. No, I love I love um, this side of what I do and. Um, you know, what I do is, is an appointed position right now, as, as you mentioned, I'm the deputy county administration and, and I'm very honored that the county commission has, you know, um, selected me to be the next county administrator. Uh, and honestly, you know, being able to have an impact on, on the lives of so many and being trusted with the public, you know, funds and, and the responsibility that, that comes along with that is very humbling. Um, and I'm very excited about it. Yeah, I think we all are. You know, I think that's so true. Sometimes I think about, you know, we're so crazy running right constantly and it's nonstop. But sometimes I just take a moment to think about, you know, the position that I'm in, the impact that I get to make, certainly not to the degree and the level um, that you do. Um, but, you know, and it, it's humbling, number one. And and I, sometimes I think, wow, how did I get to be so lucky because I really, I, I agree with you, being able to make a difference and impact lives is just, um, you know, it's an honor and it's a privilege, I think. So um, so I know that we have that in common. You know, you you talked about the election and you said, no, no, you can never count on me to do that. Tell me, tell me a little bit about that. Tell me why, because, you know, we might have some kids um, who might think about, might not think about it, I'm not sure my shoulders are big enough for that, but I'm curious, why would you, why, what, what made you say, yeah, no, I never want to do that again? Well, it's nothing against public uh, elections and, and, and those that are elected into office because I have tremendous respect yeah. uh, for elected officials. But I, but for me personally, um, I, I, you know, I kind of like to be a little bit, behind the scenes and, and to really um, be able to effectuate the policy that the policy makers actually set and and really and, and kind of go forth and make that happen. Um, I like to be able to um, provide recommendations and, and we you know we have an amazing team here at the county and um, and and we collaborate I collaborate our team we collaborate with the community, um, nonprofits, business sector, um, and and we be and we're able to um, you know synthesize all of that input and be able to make recommendations 
that are, are based on just solid um, information and, and research. And we get to um, influence the process in, in a very meaningful way. And, um, and then the electeds get to get out there and, and do what they do and, and, and meet with the community in a different way. Um, and for me, I just, I like to be close to uh, the action of making things actually happen. You know, the vision um, that they have and, and also that I get to help form is, is really, um, you know, an amazing experience and opportunity. Yeah, and you know, so I, I always call that the execution piece, right? And I, uh, like you, I, I love the execution, but I also love the visionary part of it. Um, and so I wanna make sure to touch on that too, because while you may be doing the execution, and like you said, you're coming up with the recommendations, I'm sure that as you begin to think about, right, becoming the county administrator in uh, late February, March, that, you know, there is a vision right, that you and the commissioners, especially, I, I know that they're involved in the, having that vision for our community, for our county, you know, talk a little bit about that. What What is your vision, right? Is there something really, like we all have our, our agenda, right, that's important to us um, and that you believe is important to the county. What are What is part of that vision for you as the new county administrator? So thanks, Lori. That's a, that's a great question. And, and I've been asked that a couple of times. And every time I answer, you know, my answer evolves because, um, you know, as you know, you know, I have had the, the tremendous fortune of working with an amazing woman, uh, Bertha Henry, uh, the county administrator. And, and, you know, working every day along her side, I, you know, I continue to learn things every day. And, and, Honestly, um, that's a very important thing in my life is to always learn um, something new every day. And, you know, we always just don't know what we don't know. Right. So we got to surround ourselves with people that can challenge us and um, and really smarter than us so we can learn. Um, and so to that end, I, I continue to do that. And so my answer to your question has evolved. Right. So um, I want to continue the tremendous work that we have um, started and build upon additional economic development opportunities um, you know obviously invest in our economic engines um, our airport our seaport and our convention and visitors bureau activity um, obviously you know we are uh, in the middle of kicking off our our tremendous uh, project of the uh, hotel the convention center hotel um, we've we've already um, we're going to actually be opening up in October um, the expansion portion of our convention center. Um, we've got a joint government center planned. Um, I, I've got some some things in my uh, back pocket that I can't really quite uh, share just yet that I'm very <laughs> excited about that um, that are great economic um, development opportunities in this community. Um, I look for continued growth. Um, we got to really spend some time um, on, on affordable housing. That, that's a tremendous um, challenge we have in this community and, and particularly in all of South Florida. But that, that's going to be something that um, I'm going to focus on as well. And, and of course, our robust transportation um, uh, program and, and our initiatives there. So I know I've, I've said a lot and, and there's a lot there, but it's really um uh, kind of surrounds itself around economic development, I think, and and particularly, um, you know, working in collaboration with a lot of our, our 
community partners. So that's uh, something I really want to spend time on. Yeah. Well, I mean, listen, it's a big county with a lot of issues, right? And a lot of people to be responsible for. So uh, I can imagine that that's only the tip of the iceberg, right? Um, yep. And, you know, you mentioned something as you were speaking uh, about surrounding yourself, right, with, with people you can learn from, with the right people. And I'm a real big leadership guru. We do leadership book clubs at JA, but you know, we're small, right? And so we have the luxury of being able to do that. And so building a culture while challenging, I think for any leader, right? Um, I can't even imagine what it would be like with tens of thousands of employees. Um, you know, talk a little bit about the culture that um, either is already there that you want to continue to evolve you want to create and how do you do that across right uh, such a big uh, organization so i'm really glad you asked me that because um one of the things was part of the vision also um and the culture that i want to not just continue but you know really expand upon um, and cultivate within our own organization is one of um really not just collaboration but really uh engaging um, our workforce and, and empowering folks and, and showing that we have trust, right? We, we hire folks to, for their expertise in certain areas, right? And their assistance in every role in our government. We have, a, you know, about 6,500 employees, uh, direct um, county employees. Everybody has an important role to play. You know, we all have um, our, our skills and our talents. And so I, I am, a big proponent of, of diversity. And, and it's not just diversity in the traditional sense that you hear, right? It's about diversity of thought, diversity of experience as well. Um, and I think, you know, we all come to the table with our own um, experiences and, and the things that make us who we are, right? And, and so the way I look at something could be completely different than the way you look at something. Um, you know, you and I, didn't always see eye to eye. We can just put that on the table, right? Um, That's why I was laughing about that. Right, exactly. So, but you know what? I think that also comes from, you know, really trying to understand who's at the other side of your conversation, you know, who's at the other end of the phone, who's at the other end of the table. Um, and, and you and I are, are both passionate. You call me feisty and I kind of chuckled, uh, but uh, another word just for that is passionate, right? right? Okay. So. Um, we both have passion for what we do and for what we believe um, and, and what we think is right. And so um, I am a firm believer that everybody has their own passion, right? They have that that issue or issues that that spark their fire, right? Um, and and so when we get to bring that out in people, I just feel we have much better end results. Um, you know, when I sit around a table, oftentimes I will ask folks, okay, challenge me. What am I missing? What, what don't I know? You know, am I off here? Um, because I want to know what, and I'll call them advisors, but it's our whole team, right? Everyone has an advisory role. And, and I want to know what people's thoughts are um, because I think that makes for a much better decision. So it's the diversity of thought and opinions and experiences that I think ultimately um, get us a better end result for, for any decision and, and challenge that we're working on. 
You know, I think you hit on something that I think is such an important part of being a leader um, because so often people are afraid to challenge, right? They're afraid to say, no, I don't agree. Or I think we could do it better this way, right? Um, and I always tell people that, you know, I am, I'm a work in progress, right? Just like the rest of us. Yep. And so I, I love when somebody challenges me. First of all, it makes me really think about my position, right? Yep. As you said, you and I have had a difference, you know, of the way we saw things. But once we got to understand why, right, it, it I understand what stood why you were passionate about it. You understood why I was. Didn't mean we were going to change each other's minds, but we understood. And when you understand, you're coming from a different place. And being able to say to people as a leader, it's okay to tell me you don't agree, right? I'm not going to bite your head off or, you know, whatever. Um, and my team always laughs, you know, and they'll go, you know, I always say, oh, I have an idea. And they go, oh gosh, she's got another idea. You know, and sometimes they look at me and they go, oh, that's a really good one. Now we're going to have to do it. But then there are other times where they've gotten to know me and they know they can say, that's the stupidest idea we ever heard. And we're not doing that, right? Like, you know, and they'll say it a little nicer than that, but that's really what they're telling me. And I respect that. And I, and I'm so glad that they feel that they can say that to me. And so I love that. And you touched on, on something about a diversity and value, the value in people's experiences. And I want to touch on that, but we're going to let that simmer for a moment and we're going to go to break. Dear Tomorrow, Yesterday was pretty bad. I hope today is better. The world changed overnight. And then it changed again. And I changed too. They say that we're the future, but I don't even know what that means. I know I can't do it alone. Dear Tomorrow, you're my greatest hope and my biggest fear. I be? What role will I play? And how will I get there? Welcome back, everyone, to Recipe for Success here with Monica Sapiro. Um, and Monica, you were, were just describing to us before the break about uh, building culture and valuing people's experiences and their journeys and what they bring to the table. And I know that recently uh, you were um, appointed by the governor to the Florida Commission on Human Relations and, so, and also received an award. Uh, for the Voice of Equality from the Equality Florida uh, organization. 
let's talk a little bit about that. First of all, tell us about the commission and what the work of the commission is and why that was so important to you. So, so thanks, Lori. So um, in, in uh, last summer in, in July, I was appointed by the governor to the Florida Commission on Human Relations. And um, that organization is, is charged with um, uh, addressing discrimination um, allegations statewide. Uh, so so it's, a, it's a huge honor uh, to have been selected um, to be a member of this body that gets to uh, really make a difference um, and the protection of, of folks who maybe didn't always have a voice for themselves. So um, that's, that's always been, you know, a fundamental um, issue of importance um, to the core person that I am um, and who, who I was raised to be and, and just my experiences that I've seen throughout my family. Um, and, and so being appointed to that um, uh, commission has been a great honor. Um, and I've also been able to, and fortunate enough to be in that position to be able to propose some additional um, changes um, into the way Florida has um, has has viewed and, and addressed some of those allegations of, of discrimination. So um, it's, it's a huge honor. Um, you know, you mentioned the uh, being recognized by Equality Florida. Um, and I was I, I was selected to be um, you know recognized for the voice uh, for equality for the state this year, and that was a huge honor because um, while I just do it because it's the right thing to do and, and it's something I truly believe in, um, I've heard from people from all corners of the state thanking me for some of the things I've been able to do with the commission um, as it relates to the LGBT community and the recognitions that have been. Um, for the most part, absent um, in, in the state discrimination allegation arena um, until until now. Um, so so it's it's been very meaningful, and, and I feel good about being able to have made an impact in helping um, folks that you know didn't feel they had a voice. Mm, you know, um, you talk uh, about that, and and I you know I, you and I talked about this, and I know it's okay. You know, um, as the incoming county administrator, being the first uh, Latina, being the first uh, member of the LGBT community. Um, and, you know, I can't help but ask, as the parent of a young woman who uh, identifies as lesbian, it's really interesting to me because over the last year, she has come to me twice. Uh, once when she was interviewing for a position as a um, caretaker for children, and was worried that if she told the parents uh, that she was a lesbian because the children were girls, that she wouldn't get hired. And if she didn't tell them, maybe they would find out and then she would get fired because she didn't tell them. And then she was recently uh, on a trip where uh, the people that she was with, I don't know if they knew that she was gay or not, but were mocking um, the town having pride flags hanging, hanging and so forth. And she called me crying, um, at, you know, about it. And she was so upset. And I said, you know, you only have a couple of options. You can take, you know, and I, I'm also the mother of a child with disability, an adult. And so I've had to make that choice myself. Do I educate them, right, about Patrick's disability or about uh, the gay, you know, uh, Sam's choice to be gay, or do they not matter enough, right? That I should just walk away. Um, and I, you know, I said to her, you have to decide, right? At the moment, what's what's important for you to do and what feels right for you to do. 
have you been in that position before? I think it's so important for our young people to hear that and how you might have had to deal with that. And thank you for, for allowing me to, to ask you such personal questions. Of, of course, Lori. You know, um, everyone's journey and, and they're coming out and, and their education um, with others about this topic is, is very personal. So what I may do or may have done at, at Sam's age is different um, than, than what she may have done or what others may do. Um, but what I will say is this, is, um, you know, as I've gotten older and more experienced in, in other areas, um, I am less uh, nervous or hesitant to educate and to share. And that, that's really an ev evolution, Lori, about who I've become. And, and you get to be more comfortable in your skin, straight, gay, whatever, in your whole life as you have more life experiences. So um, honestly, it is uh, every situation is unique. Um, you know, if she felt comfortable, you know, sharing with her friend or the parents, um, that's a big deal. And so that might not have been the right moment either. Um, it could be done later. Um, and and I, what I have found over the course of my professional life, um, as well as uh, in, in personal experiences, you know, the moment that something happens might not be the right, the one that will have the most impact <clears throat> and the other person's learning, you know, um, uh, opportunity in that experience. Um, but later when, when they get to hear, you know, a hundred percent of the time I have, I've been received with like this, oh my gosh, I may have offended you. And, and this, this, you know, concern from the other person, because it, you know, a lot of times, you know, the people close to you, that might not know certain things about you or your life or your family. Um, the last thing they would ever want to do is, is offend you. Um, and they just are insensitive because they just haven't had the exposure or experience. And so I really think it's obviously very personal. Everything's unique, you know, unique experience and opportunity. Um, and, and something I have done um, while you did share um, that, you know, I am the first Latina, the first um, member of the LGBT community in this role. Um, I will tell you that it's not a defining thing for me, right? right? Mm -hmm. So I have found the more comfortable you are with who you are and you just live your life the way you are in, in all facets of life, the more, for the most part, you know, there's going to be people that just have their, their thoughts about things, but for the most part, people just, they, they feed off of your own energy. Yeah. They feed off of how you react. If you make it a big deal, it's going to be a big deal. If you are just who you are, um, you are who you are. And, and that's one of the biggest things, you know, in my life I have learned to be is your authentic self. If you are not who you are, um, you are just destined for failure because you're always going to try to have to be somebody to fit the mold of whoever you're talking to. Um, you know, in our busy lives and, and the, the crazy schedules we have and the things we have, the challenges and the complexities of our daily life and, and work, there's no way I could be one Monica to one person and another to another. I, I am, you get me, this is, right. you know, <laughs> this is who I am all the time. And, and, you know, and this is the way you've gone to know me as well. And this is just uh, what you see is what you get. Um, yeah. and, and I think that's the best way that people can be is just be true to who you are, what's important to you. And 
um, and, and you will have your own successes in whatever path you know your life goes. So. Yeah, I, I think, and I think that's what I've grown to uh, respect and like about you is that it's just real, right? And I'm, I, I am the same way, and there's nothing worse than being around people who are not being their authentic selves, right? And usually you can figure that out pretty quickly. Um, and yeah. it's interesting when you were talking about that with Sam, you know, the other part of it is you are so right about timing because one of the things I said to her is you're, you're a little emotional right now. Well, maybe a lot, but um, this might not be the right time for you to talk about this because you might not share with them or educate them the way that you really want to because you're so emotional. So I think you're absolutely right about timing. Um, and so I think that's so important. You know, you talked about uh, the challenges and the things that we uh, have on our plates from a work perspective. For those that may not know, you're a mom as well, right? Um, you're married, you're in a relationship. I know for me, right? There's a lot of different plates uh, that are filled to the brim. Um, and sometime I'm not a, I'm not a person who believes in balance. I wouldn't know what balance was if it hit me in the head. <laughs> but so, so I don't even talk about that. That's even a possibility. But I think that there is a way where I try to somehow manage or integrate, right? Those things in my life. Sometimes I do it better than others. Um, you know, and you talked about who you are not defining you in your role. And I absolutely agree. But I also think that you are a role model, right? For young women to know that they can accomplish, right? We, I just had this conversation. It was at the dinner. Actually, Shane's wife was one of them. And we were talking about how we have a responsibility, right? As role models to show our young girls that they can be anything they want. They can do anything they want, regardless of who they are right? And with how they choose to live their life. So um, thank you for being a role model, but talk a little bit about also being that role model, right? For your daughter um, and managing, right? All these different pieces of your life. So, you know, I, I get a little choked up when you, when you introduce like my family, right? Cause um, you and I've had these conversations about like our, our cultural um, roots, right? And so um, I think that's another thing about the passion and the feistiness, right? It's, it's about, <laughs> right? So my parents are Cuban and um, um, and they came to this country in 61 when, you know, communism was taking over. And, and so, um, you know, the role models I've had in both my parents have been just extraordinary and, and the importance of family and doing the right thing. Um, and, you know, we had very modest means growing up and, and then my family evolved to, to have a little bit more means as I got into college and I was, they were very fortunate that way. But, it, you know, the role model of, of watching every day, the hard work, the work ethic, and that, you know, no one can take away your education. No one can take away what you have done for yourself, right? Um, and, and so, and that's what I just like to instill in, in my daughter, right, is, look, just be your best. You know, you don't have to be perfect. You know, she, she's so hard on herself. And I mean, I think she sees a little bit of that on from my, my, the way I live my life, but I try very hard to impart upon her and to others, just be the best person you can be, you know, don't compare yourself to others. Um, 
and and be supportive to others, right? So, because I never would have gotten to where I am in my career had other people not taken the chance on me and given me opportunities, right? So, um, that's another thing that's really important to me is is to provide um, opportunities, empower folks to to be their best um, uh, personal self and professional self, and give them opportunities and projects um, to get them out of their comfort zone. Because I think that's mm -hmm. the only way you really grow. Um, personally, you got to get through things to get on the other side and, and to learn. And, um, and so I like to, to do that and, um, and just be consistent all the time. You know, I, you know, every now and then I'll lose my cool, you know, um, but, but at work, I, I don't, you know, I have this thing about, um, the, this philosophy, if you will, it's, I, I call it, um, my wife knows about it, but I say, yeah, you got to act like a duck. So you're calm on top of the water, calm, cool, collected, even kill, and you're just paddling like heck underneath, right? Um, and that the other people need to see that, right? So, um, but it's okay. I mean, it's okay to be excited, nervous, you know, um, um, scared a little bit about the things that you're facing. Um, but if you can just maintain your even keel and, and balance, um, you know, that that's the that's the example I like to try to, to give to people and and to be vulnerable at home with your trusted circle, right? So, um, and it's not just at home. I mean, obviously I've got an amazing wife who's extremely supportive and I could never do this job without that rock at home, right? She is, she grounds me and, um, you know, just very supportive, the countless hours on the phone and, you know, the late night meetings and dinners and whatnot. Um, she's a real trooper and, and a big support, but, um, and my daughter too, and she understands. And half the time, if I have, if I get the luxury of picking her up from school, she's on. She hears me on the phone. She's like, "Oh, are you on the phone?" Yes, mom. You know, yes, baby. Um, she knows all the people I'm talking to. Oh, tell Senor Gale. You know, Mark Gale at the airport. She was practicing Spanish, and then, then she started calling him Senor Gale. So she always wants to know if I'm on the phone with him. But um, so, so you know, they get to see how you interact and how you treat other people. Um, and, and that's just really important, respect, recognition, you know, thanking people for what they do. Um, and just in life, Lori, you know, as simple as when you go to a restaurant and you, and you have a server coming over to your table and you say, you know, oh, excuse me, what's your name? Oh, hi, you know, Jennifer, nice to meet you, thank you. You know, and then every time they come back, Jennifer, excuse me, can I get, you know, another glass of water? Um, treating people with respect, and recognizing them, you see their whole persona change. Mm -hmm. They feel, you know, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm important. That person took the time to know my name, and, um, and, and I do that at work. Um, I'll tell you one example, um, and then I'll, and I'll let you ask your next question. But so one time no, I was, I at okay, <laughs> so one time I was at Disney, um, <clears throat> with a friend of mine, my parents, my daughter, and my friends kids and all of this stuff. And we were dancing in Tomorrowland and one of those big family things where everyone's dancing. And so I see this woman start approaching me with like her whole family. Um, and, and she's like, hi, you know, hi, Senora Monica, you know, and I look at her and it's like one of those things where you see someone out of pocket and you don't really, you know, you're in Disney world. You're not expecting to see someone from work. Um, and it was one of our janitorial staff. Um, and her name is Patricia. And, and so, you know, working late at night, you get to know everybody who works late at night. Right. And so they come and clean your office and everything. And 
over time, I just learned about her family, her kids, this and that was happening with her family and you small talk. And, um, and it was her. And I, and so I introduced her to my parents and everybody. And of course I just, you know, introduced her. This is a lady I work with, you know? And, um, and, and so, um, to me, what lesson that was giving without even thinking about it until much later was, you know, everybody has an important role and everyone's important in who they are as an individuals. Um, and I feel it's a responsibility for each of us to recognize folks, um, treat everyone with dignity, respect. Um, and, and that just made the biggest difference, you know, to her, like, you know, two weeks later, I saw her again at the office and she was, couldn't be more grateful and um, humbled that I knew, remembered her name and, you know, and, and was so kind to her. But to me, yeah. it was, yeah. hey, we're all just human beings and we all have a role to play in, in work and in personal, um, our personal lives. And, and, and um, that, that made me feel good, you know, and that was a good example for my daughter, I think, too. Yeah, it's, it's, that is so true, treating everybody the same, right, regardless of what they do. Um, and I think that's so critical. You know, one last thing before we go into all of the ingredients, I'm on page two. That's filled oh all the ingredients you mentioned. Um, you know, I have a board of 68 people. It's a lot of people um, and a lot of personalities, a lot of agendas, a lot of uh, ideas. Um, and so people often ask me, you know, how do you manage that? How do you, I just recently was asked to do a, a be part of a presentation panel on it. Um, and so I'm curious, right? You have a board of nine, right? Um, but again, a, a little bit different elected, right? Versus uh, a volunteer nonprofit board um, who all have their own communities that they're representing right? So that's diverse right there, um, who all have their own things that are important to them that they think, right, we need to do as, as a community. Um, they all have their own personal goals, right, that they might want to accomplish uh, in that position. Can you talk a little bit about how you manage that, right? You do a great job of it. So there's probably some tips in there for other people who, who work with a board and, and um, have to manage all of the different needs and wants that they have and goals. Yeah, so I thought I had it hard with nine. Gosh, Lori, I don't know how you do it. Jeez Louise, 60 something people, my goodness. I have another whole level of respect for you. So, um, so, yeah, so, you know, like you said, each of them have their own um, communities and districts, <clears throat> but, you know, they always have the greater good of the community at heart. And mm -hmm. so that makes it a little easier, right? Because um, they have the same um, vision that I do for how do we leave this community better than we found it, right? So um, that's something actually um, that I, I'm stealing from something called the Athenian Oath, so when I, my first um, class in my master's uh, program in public administration, one of my professors introduced the Athenian oath to me. Now it's this long whole thing that I don't remember the beginning of it, but the end is talking about how we are to be in, in, you know, entrusted with leaving our communities better than we found them. And it's like a, a local government management kind of um, motto, if you will. But, um, but I think, you know, at, at the heart of it all, we, you know, the electeds and myself, we all have 
a great uh, love and uh, care for this community. And we want to see it succeed and the people thrive and, and have the resources they need um, to be successful in their own ways and, and their lives. Um, and, and at the end of the day, Lori, you know, when we're dealing with individuals, not just, you know, professionally and, and my nine commissioners, you have to know your audience, right? So whoever you're talking to, um, talk to them. Um, not, you know, in this high level esoteric way, but you, you connect, right? So, you know, I have, you know, a, a big, uh, I put a lot of weight in connecting with people um, and, and collaborating with them and meeting them where they are, um, letting people feel heard. Um, and, and you know what, at the end of the day, just like, you know, you and I, our relationship have has evolved. You know, if you let people get the chance to be heard, um, not only will some of that also permeate into your into your your thought your thought uh, your ways of thinking, but but it also gives the person you're communicating with um, an ability to uh, feel that they have their opinion has value, um, and their point and their perspective is important. So um, you can't always agree, you know, with everybody, and, and I can't always give each of the commissioners what they are asking for individually. But we can always find a way uh, to to get close um, and at least accomplish um, the intent of what they're trying to accomplish. So really meet people where they are, listen to them, um, and and really you know spend some time um, in earnest, like really humbly listening and connecting. And I think as you understand an individual, you have a better chance for success. Um, and, and whatever situation you've got in front of you. Yeah, you talk a lot about that. And when I read back your ingredients, you're going to see that there's a lot in there about connecting with others and, and making them feel important. And so I'm going to read oh boy. pages of uh, ingredients for you. And then I'm going to ask you, and it might be one of these, and it might be something different that you haven't mentioned what your main ingredient to success has been. So some of the things you talked about very in the very beginning, giving back, helping others, uh, finding your passion, right, and making an impact. Uh, you love to execute, make policy, uh, and be behind the scenes using the research, the information. Um, and so I think that's uh, that was that came out quite a few times too. Collaboration and, as you just mentioned, connection finding a way to not just compromise, but to find a solution, right? That might be satisfactory to everyone involved. Uh, learning from others, other leaders, other people, um, that came up quite a few times. Um, and learning something new every day, you mentioned, right? Surrounding yourself with the right people, people who are smarter than you, engaging and empowering people. You also talked a lot about that. Um, embracing diversity diversity of thought, diversity of experience, gender, race, all of that, um, what came up, right? And the values that others bring through their experiences. <clears throat> um, having the passion uh, for what's right um, and, um, and doing what's right, uh, getting to the greater good, as you just mentioned, uh, bringing out the best in people. Um, talked about letting others challenge you. Um, you know, usually we put all these, by the way, on a big whiteboard and people look at the whiteboard uh, when we're in person at the at the facility and they go, oh, my gosh, to see it all in print. Like, wow, that's amazing. So um, 
giving others a voice. Again, that keeps coming up, empowering, giving them voices, uh, being grateful for the opportunities and the um, the chances that we have in life uh, to do interesting and challenging things, staying true to you, authenticity, vulnerability. We talked about those, finding comfort in who you are. Um, again, having letting people feel that they've been heard uh, and being open to what they're sharing with you, right? Possibly even changing uh, or broadening your perspective. Uh, family and the importance of family uh, that they play in our lives. Being a role model, having role models, being your best doesn't mean always being perfect. Take a chance on others, right? Provide them opportunities. Um, getting out of your comfort zone and not being afraid to be afraid, right? And to be nervous, but paddle under the water and not above, right? And don't let them see it. Um, knowing your audience. You talked about consistency, um, respect, recognition, making people feel important came up so many times. And so I, I don't, it's no wonder uh, that you are uh, in in the the role that you're in, that you are the woman that you are, um, that you bring such value to others, to your family, to the community, to the commission, to the county. Um, great ingredients. And I know, as you said, that we're not perfect and we're continuing to grow and to continuing to learn. And I know that um, we're in good hands with someone who's going to go into this role knowing that there's so much to learn uh, from others um, and being a part of that. So thank you for that. Uh, I really, truly appreciate uh, you and and uh, getting to know you and uh, the real person that you are. So, so now I'm going to ask you, out of all of those ingredients, is there one in there that was your main ingredient or is there something new or different that you didn't mention? So, so first and foremost, thank you, Lori. And I guess I did talk a lot because, man, you did have a lot to write down. Um, but the good thing is, I agreed with everything you said. So it is tr true to how I feel. We agree. So, uh, See, that's a good thing. <laughs> exactly. Great note taker because I didn't even realize you were, you know, feverishly writing uh, under the screen there. Um, a couple of things that really just um, resonate with me, and I'm surprised I didn't mention it really either. But it it just kind of flows through the core of everything you've said is, is to live your life with integrity, um, be fair. And really that is also part of, I probably would say my, the main ingredient would be just be authenticity, just be yourself. Um, and, and you know, that's all, you, that's the only thing you can be right is yourself. Right. But um, I've lived my life and I, I tried to live every day with integrity and to be fair to others. Um, and realizing, you know, just as my mom's always said, you know, there's no mistakes in life, only lessons. Yeah. Um, so not to be so hard on yourself. Um, but really just the main one is authenticity. If I had to stick with one, that's, that's what it would be. And all those yeah. things that we've talked about are what makes up who Monica Sapero is, right? And so all those things kind of bubble up into that word authenticity for me. Yeah. Awesome. And I love, I just wrote down, uh, no mis I love what your mom said, no mistakes in life, only lessons. I love that. And I think yeah, our young people uh, today need to hear that. You know, they look at people like us, especially the young girls look at us and think that we started here. Right. But there were a lot of um, 
lessons, as your mom put it, uh, along the yeah. way. And so um, we wouldn't be where we are without them. So thank yeah, you so much um, for being authentic, for being so open, um, and for allowing me to ask you and and talk about you know some personal things as well as uh, professional things. I think that our students, our young people can learn so much from people like you. And you and I will continue to have differences of opinion, um, but I know that we've come to a great place of respect yeah. um, and understanding. And you're right, we are both feisty and passionate. As someone said to me recently, I'm relentless. And at first I have to tell you, Monica, I was a little bit put off. I was like, relentless, that's not a good thing. And then I was with my coach, I have a coach that I work with and he said, are you crazy? That's a compliment. You believe yeah. in something. The you badge of honor, yeah. He said, and why wouldn't you be relentless in it, in that pursuit? And I think he said, you're looking at it the wrong way. And so now I am proudly uh, a relentless woman, I guess, but, um, but anyway, so, um, but again, as you said, not hurting others, always being respectful uh, and doing it with uh, authenticity and integrity. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you, my friend. Um, I, I appreciate you. Thank you, Lori. It's been, it's been fun catching up in this, in this forum. And, and I look forward to our continued uh, growth of our friendship and relationship professionally and personally. Thank you so Absolutely. much. Thank you. And thank you everyone for watching. Um, I know this was a little bit longer than usual, but um, Monica's ingredients were just too good to pass up. And so I hope that you have an amazing day and let's get cooking.